into Geek Elite Radio. Good luck. My name is Oliver Queen. My name is Barry Allen. You're blind, but you see so much. Everything we've been doing, it all leads here. Suit up. Jim Gordon, GCPD. I hear good things about you, Counselor. Harvey Dent. Likewise, about you, Detective. You think you know me. But I've never been more than what each of you has created. <laughs> Just look at the flowers. Welcome back for another episode of Televised Heroics on the Geek Elite Radio Network. This week we have a lot to talk about, Daniel, but uh, let's get to some geek news first. All right. Uh, I wanted always. to talk about the fact, yeah, as always, I wanted to talk about the fact that Carl Urban is going to be in yet another comic book property. This time he's going to be starring in The Boys for Amazon, which is uh, produced by Seth Rogen and Evan Goldberg. Uh, we is already that... know that they do they do great things like Preacher and uh, other things. What were you going to say, though? Um, I was going to ask you, is that the one that you talked to me about a couple of weeks ago where they're kind of uh, like superheroes but with like no rules applied, or essentially? Uh, no, I think that was uh, Astro City. But... Oh, okay. This one, uh, the boys. We have talked about this before. This essentially, uh, he'll be playing Billy Butcher, uh, who I believe is the leader of the group. Now these are all uh, human people. They just are normal humans that they essentially are a group of vigilantes that regulate superheroes. So in this comic book universe, they are characters that are the same as uh, Superman and the same as uh, Captain America. But when they go too far, these government agents, known as the boys, come in and take them down. That sounds awesome, actually. Yeah, it's uh, I, I've only read one issue of a book once. I don't. I think someone like suggested it for me, and I, I took I took a read of it, and it was it was out there, and I was like, oh, this is this is strange. One of the weird things about it is that uh, it started off as a Vertigo title. I want to say. They did six issues, and then like DC was like, "Yeah, this is a little too graphic for us, <laughs> even for our Vertigo." So uh, since then, uh, since then they were, I think they were, they were, at, they've been at Di- uh, Dynamite Comics since then. Oh, okay. Yeah. So, so look for that over on Amazon. All right. Um, just want to add a quick little comments here and there. Uh, we all know that um, Seth Rogen can do out there stuff pretty well. Uh, speaking about preachers, so that gets you excited about the show, and uh, I don't know. I kind of feel like uh, Jeffrey Dean Morgan should be a part of the boys. Sounds like <laughs> this would be right up his alley. It sounds like it. <laughs> but speaking of preacher, you had a story you wanted to talk about. Yeah, so uh, preacher is actually coming back. Um, they tweeted already when it would be coming back, and I am looking forward to it. Um, I'll be back this summer. And it will be in June. Uh, let me get the exact date. I had it, but then I closed my phone, and yeah. <laughs> <laughs> June 24th. Yeah, I was going to say, I think it was around June 24th. But uh, So yeah, that's. I would assume that's after... That's probably like right after uh, Fear the Walking Dead goes off for the summer. Yeah, since Fear the Walking Dead has that weird hiatus in the summer, and then they come back right before Walking Dead comes back on. Right, so if... 
uh, Fear the Walking Dead starts this weekend, right? Yeah, um, immediately after uh, the season finale. So if you go from this weekend to that weekend, that's about eight episodes, I want to say. Yeah, sounds about right. Sounds about right, yeah. So, uh, yeah, and it's usually what they do. They do eight episodes this at the beginning of the season and then eight episodes at the end of the season after the hiatus. And then they'll go right into The Walking Dead. So, yeah, i uh, excited to see what they we get for Preacher Season 3. I know they added a couple of uh, new characters, so looking forward to that as well. Yeah, yeah. Can't wait to find out what that what that's all about. And if he's actually going to find God. Ooh, I know. I, I think he's going to ditch the God co- or the dog costume, obviously. So Hopefully. I what his new disguise is going to be. That's. I mean, we kind of got that at the end of the at the end of the last season. Yeah, uh, he got tired. He of walked fetish. into the. <laughs> yeah, he walked into the light, or he became the light. I guess if he's God. Yeah. Uh, all right. I, I don't know if I'll ever get over the fact that the dog at the beginning of the season was actually God. That's something I'll never forget. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So Arrow season seven. We know that they were renewed. But guess what? A familiar face is going to be returning to the show. Oh my god, who? Colton Hayes is coming back as Ray Har- Roy Harper as a regular for the series. Not just uh, not just uh, reoccurring like he was this season. They probably offered him a shit ton of money. Maybe, but uh, didn't he have a show that went on like a couple months ago or something? Like, didn't he have a show like try- he tried to have a new show or something? Did he? I think I want to say I remember seeing something where he was starting a new show, but I'm guessing it didn't do well. Probably and, not. <laughs> I mean, but what is this going to mean for the storyline that we just had in the last like three episodes with for him? He came, he comes back, and he's supposed to leave with uh, Thea to go. Well, one, they were supposed to leave to go start their new lives together, but then she gets wrapped up in the whole League of Assassins stuff. Uh. You, I, I assumed he was going with her to to be with her, but now he's going to be back next season. Do you do you think they're going to kill off Thea and he's going to come back? Or that would just be dumb. Um, even yeah. though we've been saying like, oh, you know what's going to happen to Thea. Um, another thing as well is, uh, what if you know she has that kind of corny moment and is also like, you know what, putting on the hood also makes me a better person. So I want to fight crime again. So Thea's going to come back too. I would imagine so. I mean, after, you know, the episode we're going to talk about, you know, where does that leave Ollie? Oh, that's true. All right. Uh, what, what, you had one more story you wanted to talk about. Uh, last story is we have a look at Monel's costume, and it just looks so weird. <laughs> <laughs> of course, Mon-El's I Monel's costume. Um... <laughs> I, I mean, they're definitely going for the look from the comic book, and this is the first time we've seen that that look, right? Right. Because I remember, I remember, I feel like we remember talking about this last season too, or maybe that was the beginning of this season. We're just now getting to it. Yeah, it could be it. Um, I don't even know if they mentioned that he had a super suit, but yeah, it it you know looks really really close to the comics, but uh, I just oh didn't he didn't he ask. Uh, uh, shot to to make him a suit after oh. he saw a uh, uh, guardian suit. I think you're right. I think I remember that too. I think you're right. You always have a better memory than me. Uh, it's not that true, <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, he's. It's definitely going for the the look from the comic book. And uh, you and I had a discussion about this online when the p- picture posted. They're definitely using the negative space in his chest area for you to think about the fact that there should be an S shield there, and there's not one. Now the comic book never had an S shield in on his suit because he's not technically not part of the the L family from Krypton. Right. Um, but yeah. They they're they're really hinting at it, I guess. Yeah, and they um it looks like they literally just got Superman's suit from, you know, the movies and instead of it being blue, they just, you know, spray painted it red and they're like, Here you go. <laughs> they made it red and gave him a blue cape instead of a red cape. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that's a good way of looking at it. <laughs> it's just so weird without seeing that crest on there, even though he doesn't have one. Which makes me think: Do you think we're we're ever going to see Superman in the show again? Dude, I've been thinking the same thing, and I just want to say no. Maybe next season. Maybe, maybe if if they end up killing her at the end of the season, like I've been suggesting, he has uh, to do maybe that pose. he will show up. What was that? You know, from Infinite Crisis, just holding Supergirl. I was like, he has to do the the pose. Oh, the pose. Yeah, no. I mean, he they already had him do the pose the first time he oh, showed that's up. That's right. That's true. I just I just think that you know, if they just he he might show up just to be like, oh, you know, my cousin's dead. Everybody grieve with me, kind of thing. Yeah, could be. We'll have yeah. an emo we'll, Clark. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Uh, okay, let's go ahead and start on some shows then. First thing we want to talk about is Legends of Tomorrow. Last week's episode was the Jesus so far long ago that I am having problems remembering what it was about. Oh, I thought you were saying the title was all really? That was the title? Because we have no. Jesus and Black Lightning. <laughs> <laughs> uh, what was the episode about? Uh, the episode was where... Um, basically they're like, okay, one more anachronism and, you know, um, Mollus will break out of his time cage and that's no bueno. And we got to see, um, actual John Noble playing himself in 1990 or 1999 when they were filming Lord of the Rings. Dude, I had no idea that he was actually a part of Lord of the Rings. Oh yeah. He's the, the, he's the one king that's, oh, which king was he? I forget, but yeah, he he was he was one of the kings in that. He's he's not the you have no power here, is he? No, I said I I was about to say that that was him, but I don't think that's him. It might be him actually. Ah, uh, I'm not sure. We'll have to look it up later. <laughs> yeah, I, I it's been so long since I watched the Lord of the Rings. It's been but, a while yeah. for me too. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yes, um, that was the episode. I can't think of what was so much fun in this episode as we usually have in other episodes, but... Um, probably just Damien being like, hey, you know, you guys, I know I fucked up, but, uh, you know, I love my daughter. My daughter's gonna die if, you know, we don't save her from Mollus. So help me. That's true. And all those great moments, he's like, oh, I should go inside your daughter. And he's like, uh, he's all not like that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and there was a, a lot to do with, uh... Zambezi. Uh, Zambezi, 
and uh, Kuasa. Oh, we got to see old Amaya. Yep, and she yeah. wiped her own brain. Remember? Yep. Yeah. Uh, I mean, obviously, this is a lot of setup for the season finale for this week, but is it like literally? There's not much that's sticking in my brain of what the episode was about. There was there was a lot between Ava and and Rip about how she was upset that he, she's a clone, and Rip's like, "Well, you're still your own person, and I picked you for a reason," kind of thing. Yeah, and basically. Um, Sarah telling Ava, be like, hey, you know, you this plan sounds crazy, but you should trust me, and I love you. And I love you. Yeah, and, um, yeah, I don't know if anything else of great significance. I mean, Zot, or, I'm sorry, Grodd, that was awesome. For a bit. Yeah, because Grodd was, uh, oh, it was the whole Obama thing, <laughs> yeah. right? And Sarah going back and talking to Obama and Obama giving her, like, uh, help, basically. Like, emotional help of what she should do. That was pretty good. Yeah. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, again, I don't think anything of great, you know, significance stood out on this episode. No, I don't think so either. So that's un- that's unfortunate because we've, we've definitely both come to love this, this show uh, on the CW. Just... Wasn't anything too familiar, too uh, st- nothing stuck out as much. Right. Did you know uh, that uh, John Noble voices for Scarecrow in the Arkham games? I didn't know that. Makes sense though. That he is got that kind of voice. That is awesome. <laughs> also, he is a you have no power here guy. He is okay because yeah. I, I, you know, I'm trying to picture that scene in my head, and it it's, looks like a different guy, but that was almost two decades ago now. And he has a crazy ass wig. Yeah, <laughs> he has a crazy ass wig. Uh, cool. All right, let's talk about Black Lightning then. This was a really good episode. Uh, yeah, no, this was the episode where I mean, it obviously. They had an issue they wanted to talk about, and it was all about, you know, the unfair treatment of of prisoners and how you, the, you know, the system basically makes it so they lose their dignity. And then maybe even, you know, the fact that a black man might get treated differently than someone else. Yeah, and they really made a big point of, you know, say that. Yeah, and police corruption and... Yeah, a lot of it. A lot of different things were going on in this episode. Would you? It was, it was kind of. I don't want to say funny, but it was kind of funny. Uh, like all the different things that happened on his way out to the police car. Like it, while they were at the school, like people keep like he had to stop himself from black lightning out, I guess, or hulking <laughs> out. And then he had to stop Jennifer from hulking out. And then he had to stop An- Anissa, uh, Anissa from from broke from hulking out. Yeah, so he did have three different instances, and even when you know um, they were doing all the inspection on him and uh, body searches, you know he was losing it too. He had to keep his calm so he wouldn't hulk out. Yep, uh, which I would imagine gotta be pretty difficult with someone you know telling you to pull your butt cheeks apart and cough <laughs> and make sure you don't have anything hiding in your keister. Spread them. <laughs> Uh, but I really, I I really got to say, you know, his detective friend, he's really gonna, 
He's a target. He's definitely going to die either this season or the next season. You know, I, I, I said the exact same thing. I was like, yeah, he's definitely going to die this season. Uh, the season finale, it, it's not it's not looking good for him to, to last. Yeah, sucks. <laughs> uh, you know... I th- I don't think there was any big revelations in this one either. No, but uh, last week uh, we forgot to mention that uh, the vice principal works for uh, ASA. ASA, yeah. You're right. We didn't mention that last season, and uh, that definitely played out. Or last episode, that definitely played out a lot more in this episode, where uh, she has to set up Jefferson Pierce to be arrested so that. They can the ASA can get a hands on him because they think that he's Black Lightning, and they, uh, uh, Gamby and Jennifer basically set it up so that Black Lightning can be seen while Jefferson Pierce is in prison. So there's no uh, doubt that he's not Black Lightning. Yeah, and also uh, self-driving van. That's what uh, Gamby was most proud of. He's like, it's a self-driving van! <laughs> Not about the hologram, just the goddamn self-driving van. Right. Uh, which, it was funny, is that, you know, you got Thunder and Black Lightning, like, fighting crime, but it, but really all they're doing is running behind a van. Yep, to make it look like they're fighting crime. Yeah. It was like, oh my god, yes. <laughs> Loving it. <laughs> Uh, I like the the little like com- the testimonials that they the news did with um uh like talking about Jefferson Pierce where the like the mail delivery lady was like uh oh my he, Je- you know Jefferson Pierce helped my my niece get into college and she's gonna be you know graduating here with a degree in engineering or some shit yeah. and then another guy was like oh that he's a good guy you know they're always just trying to hurt him hurt the black man when he's and then there was the last lady that was just like yeah he sells drugs to the kids <laughs> like what are you talking about he was framed come on oh, <laughs> it was what was the other thing he makes the te- he makes the students call him black jesus who would do something like that i found that shit hilarious <laughs> But no way so, a tin, uh, principal would be like, hey, kids, call me Black Jesus. Yeah, from now on, you see me in the hallway, just call me Black Jesus. <laughs> yeah, that's my new title around here. <laughs> Run the school. So do you think that's going to help out um, it, You know, with the rest of the show to throw doubt whenever Black Lightning's around that he's not Jefferson Pierce, the whole hologram thing? I think so, to a point. Yeah, I would say so because I I, mean, I already have a problem with the like how that they don't cover up his face enough. So it, I mean, like it seems like it's obvious that the two of them are the same person. But I I definitely think this will help. And then if you look at uh, Anissa's uh, mask, yeah. like it seems like her eyes are too far apart. Like the actress can't really see through those goggles. <laughs> I never that, paid attention to that. Yeah, that, next time you see you, you're watching the show, look at that because it seems like there's a there's a big obstruction right in the middle of her 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 eyesight that would be detrimental to her walking around. Right. <laughs> I'll pay I'll pay attention next time I watch the the episode <laughs> and she suits up. <laughs> um, 
yeah, okay. Uh, anything else you want to talk about? No. Fair enough. Let's move over to Arrow. This was the Arrow versus Spartan episode. It escalated so goddamn quickly. It really did. Like, I I don't know. I felt like the episode got real meta, too, because, like, Diggle gets into the fight with... Uh, and I'm not talking about the big fight, but, like, the small fight with... Uh, with um, Ollie, and then he goes and talks to Lila, and he's like, "I don't even know why I'm I'm angry. Like we 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 solved it. We were okay, but I just got even more pissed at him, and it doesn't make any sense. And not the you know the rest of the audience is probably sitting there like, yeah, it doesn't make any sense. It makes absolutely no sense. What are you doing? Right. And you know they always talk about how like, hey Ollie, you know you're my brother, you're my family. You know I love you. I'll do anything for you. And just to see like, no, you're not giving me the hood. So I'm going to take it out on you. It's, you know, that, yeah, dumb, lame. Uh, I mean, I would say that maybe, uh, you know, that's it just shows that they're more like brothers because the fact that they fight like that. But but you were live tweeting while you were watching the episode, and you came to the part where Ollie just straight up threw out the fact that my actions never got my brother killed, and it's like, Fuck! Yeah, he went straight up, you know, I'm not gonna hold back, you know, I'm gonna say what's on my mind, and he said it. Yeah, but, you know, Spartan did throw out the fact that, he threw out, like, you got your son's mother killed. Yeah, but, but, okay, yeah, he's at fault for that shit, too. (laughs) But, you know, shouldn't the deaths that, you know, are on Ollie, shouldn't those deaths also be on on John's conscience? Since, you know, they do the missions together. Yeah, but, I mean, John's also kind of right in the fact that Ollie is the leader. So, you know, he's the one that the resp- the responsibility has to fall on top of in the, when, it's all, when all is said and done. That's true, and he's the one making all the bad calls. Right, exactly. So, uh, and, I mean, that's kind of meta, too, in the fact that, we we said we've said this too. It's like, hey, why is Ollie making the same mistakes that he's been making this whole series of like n- not trusting someone or not telling them who his identity is or telling who the identity is, kind of thing, you know? Yeah. So, it's and, uh, this episode was just kind of all over the place. This show, or I, I guess I should say, this season is really putting it all on the whole. You know, Ollie's going to break his relationship with everybody. Yeah, I mean, I wonder if that means, I and mean, what's that mean for the beginning of the next season? Maybe he's going to be li- literally be on his own. Uh, does he? Will he run Felicity away too? Uh, who knows? Yeah, and um, because he said that, you know, he he might be running Team Arrow by himself. So maybe that's why he's like, "Hey, Thea, and you know, hey, Roy, you should come help me out, you know, in Star City again." That's that's a good possibility. I, I could see that happening. But I can never tell what the show's going to do anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I do have to say that the, when we actually got to the fight scene between Ollie and, and uh, Diggle, that the choreography in that was fucking amazing. Yeah, I think, you know, if they're going to build something up to that, and it's obviously two characters we followed from the beginning of the show, I think, you know, they're going to go all out for a fight scene. No kidding, and they and they. I think they really did. You, even if Felicity had to come in and be like, "Stop it! Stop it!" 
Well, you know uh, they were probably going to kill each other. <laughs> I don't think... They, I mean, they probably were. You're right. Probably. Or at least, or at least maim each other pretty, pretty good. Yeah. <laughs> Broken something. I mean, look at the size of David Ramsey's arms, man. I would not want to get punched by that guy. Yeah, but the, the other stupid thing is... You know, they know how he knows how Ollie was trained and where he was trained, and he's seen him take down so many goddamn guys. Why would you pick a fight with Ollie? <laughs> uh, it's because he's been trained too. He's a he's a well trained uh, ex soldier and and you know combat ready person. He you know he, he probably thinks he could take him. Yeah, true. But I mean, he's been trained to basically kill anybody with his hands and or you know whatever sharpest object is near him so <laughs> i don't know maybe we just need to have the actual fight to see who who would win in the, in the end that's true but you know i just felt that they should have left it with uh, the whole you know they made up and they did that mission together and i think that should have been the end of it but nope at the end he still said you know you still fucked up yep Ugh, god damn the show <laughs> <laughs> There was there was something else that I wanted to say. Curtis about, and his boyfriend. I didn't really care too much about that. I'm just trying to just naming things that happened in the episode. Um, I mean, John did bring up a good point with the whole like, hey, you know, you're kind of split, so you know your focus isn't all there, so that's why you're doing you know shitty calls too. Oh, I know. Uh, no. That that wasn't exactly it, but I did like the fact that, uh, as the mayor Oliver like fired those two people. However, I think he went about it the wrong way. He should have turned them and been like, "No, we can protect your family. Just you need to work with me to get uh, Richard Dragon." Like, or you know, you know, I mean? could have uh, paid him a visit as the Hood and been like, "Hey, if you guys don't stop, you know, you guys are fucked." Well, I mean, they're 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 worried about their family, so it's not there's not much else that you can do. That's true. So, but no, the thing that I wanted to say was, and I thought this at the beginning of the episode because I, I, I going into the episode, I knew that this was the one that they're the him and Diggle were going to fight, and it just baffled me that they were going to actually do this, and that this was the thing that was going to happen. So I was thinking, what if I I, I couldn't remember if they took down the cameras that Caden James had set up inside the arrow cave or not but oh shit what if they didn't on purpose and they know that Richard Dragon is watching them and this is all just a play for Richard Dragon to think that he's he's uh, splitting them apart as a team then he's more Bruce Wayne Batman than you know I could have thought if it goes down <laughs> that way and but see the thing was is that that doesn't work because when Diggle goes goes to talk to Lila, why does he keep up the ruse? Unless yeah. he thinks unless he thinks that Lila's office is also bugged. Is he ballsy enough to bug, you know, Argus? I mean, Kid and James would have been. That's true. But so. I'm pretty sure he could have done it remotely somehow. He could have hacked into something and activated some comms and, you know. Right, um, yeah, that's true. I, I just I don't know. I I have yet to see what Richard Dragon still wants to do besides taking over the city. <laughs> drugs? So he wants to sell drugs, I guess. Vertigo. Yeah. Uh. Oh, and him and 
Laurel are a couple? I guess so, but I don't trust this Laurel. I ha- I think she's going to betray him. Well, we want her to betray him because he's the bad guy. That's true. Uh, yeah. It was her idea, though, because she read those law books that uh, the, the the DA and the the police captain should sue the city, I guess. Yeah, that's true. Um, that vial, do you think it's Mirakuru or Lazarus water? Oh, I didn't even think about that. Um, I don't know. It could be either one. Because if it's Mirakuru, I don't know what they would want to do with it. And if it was Lazarus water, I don't know who they, who they would try to bring back. I don't know. You're, but I mean, you're, you're absolutely right. I don't but know. I mean, it doesn't matter because the, the, uh, the League of Assassins episode we found out, or League of Shadows, we found out that there's three more Lazarus pits. At least, yeah. So Maybe knows? they're going to com- combine the two. Maybe it's going to be Mirakuru and Lazarus Water. And then we have a Bane on the show. Boom. And <laughs> uh, then we get something extremely crazy. Or we get uh, Slade again. Or we Evil get Slade. Slade again. Yeah, there you go. Um, okay, anything else you want to talk about? That's pretty much it. Then let's go over to Gotham. I really, really enjoyed this episode. I didn't think I was going to, but... The introduction of Jeremiah. Yeah. What did you, you What did you think of that? We the the Jerome has a, a twin brother that essentially caused Jerome to be the way that he is because he lied. Dude, I know. Um, I just want to again. I've said it before, but I just want to you know praise um, Cameron Monaghan for his amazing performance since he had to do two performances and that was fucking awesome. Yeah, he did a great job uh, playing both parts and, you know, really making you think about who, uh, or that, that they're two different characters. Um, it's kind of the beginnings of the of the killing joke, right? Yeah. He's a, he even says the line of, just one bad day, and you're going to be just like me. Yeah, he does say it when he's pointing a gun to his head. So, uh, I assume in the next episode we're going to see the results of that? I guess so, and um, as we know... You know, and it could be just to throw us off, but uh, Cameron did say that, oh, you know, Jerome isn't the Joker, but, you know, we'll see what happens with the Joker character. So you think that Jeremiah is going to be the actual Joker? Yeah, because, uh, you know, obviously, skipping right to the end, um, he finally has his uh, Joker toxin, or his laughing gas. Yeah, he does have the laughing gas, uh, which, yeah, essentially is Joker toxin. So, I mean, if it doesn't make, uh, if it doesn't kill him, he could go insane and end up killing Jerome. So, if Jeremiah ends up being the Joker, does that mean Echo is his Harley? I would put it that way. I mean, they seem close. They seem, you know, like they were married, maybe, or she just works for him. She might just work for him, but she obviously knows how to fight and handle herself. And then she's (laughs) she's extremely dedicated to him. Yeah, so I mean, if she gets a little splash of the laughing gas, you know, it might drive her crazy too, but not exactly kill her. Yeah, uh, yeah. That, that this episode I really enjoyed. I liked, uh, you know, all the mazes and the fact that Jerome was like, I was a, I was a, I was your brother. I was there. I, 
I watched you do all those stupid mazes, so I knew how to get out of here kind of thing. Yeah. Um, I also love the part in the maze where um, he's like, no, you're, uh, Bullock is like, no, you're not going to hypnotize me again. And he just starts chasing them. And yelling. He's yelling <laughs> so that he can't hear uh, <laughs> fucking Tetch do, uh, say his rhymes and shit, which was fucking hilarious. And, and, and starts... I loved, I, lo- I love Gordon saying like, well, I guess that works. So yeah. <laughs> they just chased them out. Um, so what do you think, um, not Gordon, uh, Alfred is going to tell Bruce to do in the next episode? I don't know. I, I, I really don't know. Cause obviously it's getting more and more Batman-ish as a, each ep- episode progresses. Oh yeah, it definitely is. Uh... <laughs> Yeah, I don't know. It, it could be just about anything. I to me, I guess the other the other the B part of this episode was the whole narrow stuff with uh Leslie and uh the Riddler and they make out. And they make out cuz if if uh what was it? Penguin was able to bring Riddler out of Enigma by using or yeah, by using uh, you know, riddles and stuff like that, then Lee knew that he she could bring Nigma out of the Riddler by using love, her his love for her, and Which it worked. <laughs> has to. I was thinking about this. It's kind of kind of weird because you know back when she was the coroner at the police station and she was friends with uh, Merry Christmas, she uh, she hated Nigma for what he ended up doing to Christmas or to do, doing to Mary. Yeah, but, you know, this show isn't exactly like the Batman lore, and, you know, she's been through some shit, so, you know, she's had to kill a couple of people, shoot a couple of people, so I'm pretty sure uh, she can for- forgive something like that. Fair, <laughs> fair enough. Yeah, she's she's had to do some things, too, so. Uh, what do you think about the whole fact of, uh, what's this, Enigma uh, and Riddler kind of being this Jekyll and Hyde kind of character? Um, I mean, I think you said it best yourself. He's essentially two-faced with riddles, which I yeah. agree. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's definitely what's going on here. Um, uh, since we're not going to be getting, probably not going to be getting two-faced anytime soon. Right. Do you think that, um, uh, Penguin is going to ask Nigma to join the, you know, league or whatever you want to call it? Yeah, whatever that, whatever that thing is. Uh, probably. Yeah, after he... Got Solomon Grundy to join up. Yeah, I mean they could use him. They needed the muscle. Yeah, they needed the muscle. He's ba- so. essentially invincible too. So, <laughs> which makes me wonder: Does he get to keep those powers when he gets his mind back, or does his mind coming back mean that he loses his powers? That's a good question. I don't even know. I just think something drastic is going to happen like maybe get a bullet lodged in his head that won't come out and he's just going to go back to Grundy I mean I hope that's what happens you like Grundy better than Butch yeah I mean they they it was an awesome setup but then they robbed me of Grundy by making yeah. Butch again yeah he gave him his hand back his hand grew back but but yeah that was weird um what was I going to say uh, oh, they mentioned Hugo Strange. That means that we're going to be getting uh, Wong back. Yeah. I forget what his he... first name is. Beatty? Billy? Billy Wong? Beatty? Is it Billy? Uh, Beatty Wong. Wong. 
Yeah, there you go. BD Wong. Yeah, he'll be coming back, uh, hopefully, you know, just to, to, to be uh, Doctor Strange again. So, we'll see uh, that. Um, yeah, since, you know, that's the only way to make Grundy go back to Butch. Yeah, since they did, he knows the experiments they did in Slaughter Lake or whatever that place is called. That has a badass name. Uh, Oh, there was one thing else I wanted to talk to you about. We've seen just about every Batman villain in this show so far, but you know who we haven't seen yet? Who's that? I'm surprised we haven't seen it yet. Arnold Wesker, fucking uh, the ventriloquist. Oh, that's true. I I mean, that seems like that would be a character that would fit right in on this show. Especially with all the goofy shit that they do. You're right. Yeah. I mean, we've gotten Clayface at this point already. And uh, they haven't done the ventriloquist? That's, that seems weird. Yeah. Uh, maybe he's too old and if they bring him back, people won't know who he is. Nah, you get the doll in there with that, you know, that should yeah, be good enough. Creepy ass doll. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, look at that. I, I, maybe that'll be like the first bad guy young Bruce will take on because uh, it's he's, he'll be simple to take on, you know? Okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Alright, let's talk about Krypton. Did you get to watch this week's episode? I did. So, what do you think, episode three? How, how are you feeling about the show? I like... I'm still torn. I like half, um, half of the stuff, but also I'm still kind of like, blah about it. Oh, really? Yeah. Why is that? Th- um, I I don't know. Uh, I know that this show is definitely going to be a lot of setup for you know the first season. But mm-hmm. when um, people were still uh, first talking talking about the show and how they said it, like, oh yeah, this is you know like a sci-fi Game of Thrones, even though Game of Thrones is kind of like sci-fi and you know adventure and all that shit. Um, you know, I don't feel like that's what I'm getting. There's not. I feel like I haven't been getting a lot of betrayal, uh, a lot of deaths. You know, it's just. It's a little bit stale for me. Oh, well, that's good enough. Uh, yeah, this is, they are definitely setting up a lot of intrigue and, you know, political moves and stuff like that. Maybe they should be focusing a little bit more on the action and adventure part of the show. Uh, yeah. This episode had to do a lot with some type of uh, space virus essentially sent to Krypton by Brainiac, which kind of made this woman into a... Borg-like creature, so that she would report back to Brainiac what was going on on Earth or Earth on Krypton, and uh, that's essentially all it was. It was kind of a big who who who's the creature kind of episode. Yeah, um, if they're already setting up, you know, Brainiac, um, I mean, is this going to be like the alternate reason as to why Krypton explodes at the end? It's not the alternate reason because they've in the comic books they pretty much uh integrate the two now it's krypton explodes because of uh its unstable core and because of brainiac like brainiac kind of uh makes the core of the earth of the planet um unstable oh okay all right yeah. um, brainiac is terrifying i'm pretty sure that they just reused the same footage that they used in the se- the first episode too they probably did, and they probably, uh, you know, just used different dialogue pretty much. It. I, I feel like that's exactly what happened. Like, they just had the guy record another set of lines, and they just used the same 
animated footage that they used from the first one. I wouldn't doubt it. Well, yeah, that's what's going on in Krypton. Um, it is definitely setting up for what's going to happen with Brainiac showing up in, in uh, the rest, probably, probably season two, if they make it to season two. I do still like the look of the show. I just think you're correct in that it's it needs to move along. Um, do, so one of the questions is, uh, what do you think of the voice of Rao? And two, do you think that we will ever see the voice of Rao unmasked? Uh, I think we'll definitely see the voice of Rao unmasked. Um, and uh, I don't know if it's going to be a character that we've already seen or something, and, and that's the big mystery or not. But uh, I think we will see the character unmasked, and, and that will be a big revelation. Okay. Or the or they'll just have it set up to the point where he's like related to a Superman character. Yeah, probably something like that. Uh, they did mention in this episode Joxer. Um, Joxer in the comic books, I believe, was a teacher of Kal-El's dad, so Jor-El, at some point. But in this timeline, in this show, Joxer is already a terrorist or uh, part of Black Zero or whatever. So, yeah, that's uh, that's interesting that they made that change. That was a that was a clusterfuck too with uh, zero, but then again, I didn't see last week's uh, episode. Uh, yeah, I mean, they didn't have much to do with Black Zero in that in last week's episode, but this week, yeah, it's it's becoming more prevalent that this is going to be a issue, more a lot more of an issue. And Lila or Lija or however you say her name, Zod, the Zod character. She's, oh, Lida. Lida, sorry, there you go. Is it, Lida Zod is going to is going to have to go through some hard times to be this different type of cop that she wants to be. Yep, and I can see it already. Uh, so let's go ahead and talk about Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Again, this show is good. This the show is, good. is amazing. And, uh, you know, I think they've got some rumors uh, today or yesterday saying that uh, it's coming back for the next season, season six, but nothing's been official yet. Awesome. I hope so. I yeah. will keep on watching this show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what did you think about the, the trick that they pulled on, what's his name, Mac, to get Fitz out of prison? I didn't even see it coming, to be completely honest. <laughs> I was like, oh my god, she's really touching it? Oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> uh yeah i like when she took that third drink and you know i was like oh she's faking it but then when they were like oh but i there really was a uh, a poison drink on here and they poured it i was like oh wow she is <laughs> she is really she's really going for it that's that's crazy yeah really ballsy um yeah and then, and then when uh yo-yo it's holding the gun and she accidentally fires <laughs> and it goes right between the two of them which then just goes more to the credence of what Simmons is saying and she's like, like we're invincible we can't die yeah that was crazy so do you think since they're setting this up so much by the end of the season one of them is going to end up dying yeah just so that it can be like we'll see time can cha- can be changed Time can be changed. We're not invincible. Yeah. That's what I was thinking, too. But, I mean, it already kind of did change um, because when they ran into Robin, 
how, you know, they mentioned the whole, oh no, um, fucking Yo-Yo in the future was like, hey, it all starts with Coulson, don't let Coulson live. And then in this episode, Robin's like, oh hey, by the way, you know, the person that could piece it all together is Coulson. Yeah, we'll see, I mean, that's... I mean, you would you have Yo-Yo kind of using her bias, so you, she she's not she is just telling you what happened, but she didn't give you an exact reason of what happened. But I I, I guess it's, technically there can be two truths here: is that it's Coulson's fault, but Coulson can also be the one that tells you how and what what needs to happen. Yeah, and technically, Coulson did die in this episode. He did. He gets punched so hard by a robot that his heart stops, and they have to bring him back to life. So that was pretty go. cool the way that they did the different uh, defibrillator thing on him. I don't know how exactly how that worked. So he he became metal and then touched. I, I guess he touched the, the the electric parts inside the robot. Yes, that's exactly what happened, but only thing that's kind of iffy is, you know, how much, how do you know that's not too much electricity? That's just going to not yeah, do anything. Yeah, how do you <laughs> regulate the the amount? So, But he was also touching the door panels, and the door panels made it so that he could unlock the doors. So I think they're giving a little bit more um, power, I would guess is the best way to put it, to his powers. Okay. Like, he's absorbing the the circuitry, too, as well. Okay, I see that. And, I mean, definitely, you know, when he fights Ruby, pretty sure he still survived, meaning that, yeah, he is getting stronger as well. Yeah, so she throws a blade at him, and the thing that he decides to turn into is wood. I would have turned into, like, <laughs> concrete or something. You know, concrete or metal. It seems like that would have been a better move instead of wood, which would just made the blade stick into you. Yeah, with metal, it would have probably bounced off of you. Yeah, I mean, wouldn't isn't that what you would... I mean, unless he wanted the thing to stick into him so that she couldn't come in... Or she couldn't grab it as it ricocheted off. I was going to say, or it rico- uh, ricocheted off with so much force that it hurts her. Oh, yeah, they could, that could have happened too. I mean, he could have turned into <laughs> rubber then, and it would ricochet off, you know, bounce back at her or something. Yeah. Interesting uh, choice, though. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Wood, wood was an interesting choice. I did not see that coming. At least he's not dead. <laughs> uh, where do you think he and uh, Talbot are? Colson, I should say. Sorry, Colson and Talbot. Colson and Talbot. Um, I mean, Talbot from a couple episodes ago, he knew that uh, the LMD was the one who shot shot him and put him in that coma. So I think he's back to trusting Coulson 100%. Yeah, you know, I, 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 that too. I, I was actually, I meant physically where they are. Because like, at the end of the episode, they touch that device and then they end up on a cold mountain oh, yeah. or whatever. Well, I don't know. That, that mountain, you know, they kind of did, you know, showcase that mountain a lot. So do you think maybe they're somewhere that uh, previous Marvel films have shown us before? I don't know of Marvel films, but at least this show, I think it might be that same mountain that uh, Patton Oswalt was in charge of, that base that was there on the, on, in a mountain. Do you remember that? No, I think that was before my time, too. Was that before your time, too? Jesus, when did you start watching this show? Um, when it came back from its hiatus in season three. Jeez, that seemed like that would have been right 
around that time. All right. Anyways, <laughs> uh, yeah. So yeah, the, it, it seems like that. I think that's where it might have been. I think that I think that place was called the Toolbox, but I'm not sure. Okay. Um. I mean, it's obviously the same mountain that Robin was drawing in her picture of where Coulson and Talbot were, so they just need to get there before the two of them freeze. Right. He's like, oh, let's hope the hypothermia doesn't set in. <laughs> um, I, I don't think I had very much else. I, I feel bad for Robin's mom because Robin was I calling... Uh, May mom and you know what is she supposed to do about that and you could see that look of like you did not <laughs> I'm I feel so hurt <laughs> <laughs> yep but ultimately you know even in the future Robin did call call her mom yeah no because she, she ends up raising her after her mom dies so yeah. that's that's crazy Who... do you have anything else uh no I'm just I don't know where the what's going to happen next. Do you really think that the world is going to blow up? No, I mean they have to save the world, right? I mean that's kind of what they do. It's Shield. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so the the thing is that I want to know, and which they haven't done in a while now. I don't think since uh, Avengers: Age of Ultron is if they're going to tie it into like the 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 movies. So will any of this have to do with? You know, what's going to happen in Infinity War? That's true. The show should be ending right around the time that Infinity War comes out. So we might get a little tie-in. Maybe. Oh, oh, that was the other thing. The whole... And you might not understand what's going on with it since you didn't watch those episodes. But in the beginning... The very first episode, or one of the first couple episodes, is the introduction of Gravitonium. And the scientist who created it, discovered it, I don't remember... But he gets dropped into a the he get he got he fell into the gravitonium, okay. uh, and he became part of it. And he that that scientist in the comic books is a villain by the name of Gravitron, or Graviton okay. or something like that. Uh, so I don't know if we'll end up seeing him by the end of the season or not, which is crazy because he's been you know uh, basically created at the beginning of the show and. He would be coming in at the very, at the end of the show, which I mean, is kind of sense. poetic. Yeah, it makes it makes sense. But uh, they are throwing in a new element of the so that part where you saw where Ruth Nega was in the in the back of the car. Yeah, that was. Her, I, I'm pretty sure that that had to have been footage that they shot for the earlier seasons when she was being involved in the in the second season, and uh, they maybe they just didn't use it. Or whatever, because I don't mm-hmm. think they would have got both those actors to come back t- for just a small part. But that other guy was like a villain that one of the first villains that uh, Daisy at the time known as Sky went up against uh, because she infiltrated them because they were putting the pieces together to create Deathlock. Ooh. So uh, essentially, it looks like he got absorbed into the Gravitonium too. And that's why when um, Creel touched the Gravitonium, he said the two of them are – he said they're all fighting and they all hate you uh, when he was talking to Coulson because it's oh, people that okay. Coulson basically stopped or killed or got put into the Gravitonium kind of stuff. 
that makes a lot more sense. Yeah, so I, I knew that when it was that you know that those things came up, I, I probably should explain it since you hadn't seen those seasons. Yeah, even though I've told you many times to go back and rewatch the seasons that you've missed. I know, and yeah, one of the biggest things for me, I was like, why is he saying? Don't you hear them argue? Yeah. So it, that, uh, until they showed that part with Ruth, Ruth Nega, uh, I hadn't known about the other part, or at least I, I didn't remember it. That the other guy got absorbed into it too. So okay, that was uh, that was an interesting add-on. Yeah. Cool. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about The Walking Dead. Then I uh, was kind of confused at where this was taking place. Like some of the stuff was taking place, like the stuff with um, Jadis and. Negan? Negan? Yeah. Wow. Her room was super clean. <laughs> I know. I was very surprised by that. She made a little studio out of a shipping container. Yeah, essentially. Um, but, you know, with the fact that they keep everything so dirty and themselves not so clean, the fact that she has such a clean room was like oh that's kind of interesting i know i didn't get it either but hey maybe she needs to you know keep up an image or how to keep up an image well i think she definitely had to keep up an image that's why she talked a certain way and now that her all her people are dead she doesn't talk that way anymore yeah she does she's she doesn't speak yoda she speaks in uh you know real english And I love the fact that they they did a flashback to after all her people got killed and she's, you know, undressing. And you want me to sit there and believe that underneath her leather jacket and grungy clothes and leather pants, she was wearing that long-ass fucking nightgown uh, nightgown slip thing? I I don't think so. But all right, fine. I guess that's where we're going to go. But, I mean, we see her in that when Rick and uh, Michonne show up. Yeah, exactly. So that's I, I feel like they added in that part just because, oh, it doesn't make any sense that she's wearing a <laughs> dress now or a nightgown. Hey, Pollyanna, we're going to need you to come back and do a reshoot, okay? Yeah. <laughs> um, she, what do you think the ritual was that she was supposed to do to signal the helicopter that Negan fucked up? <laughs> light up a, I don't know why she would want want to light up a corpse I, I that's the only thing I'm getting is yeah light. I didn't understand that either maybe she just wanted to kill him so bad and was like you know I'm gonna kill you I'm gonna forget of all the horrible shit that you did to us and you know the helicopter's gonna see me and I'm gonna fly the hell out of here I really want to know I hope I mean I hope we get some answers about that helicopter by the end of this uh, season but I really want to know what you know what that all that all that was about, and like where is she going to be going? Where I mean, where are they? Where do they have another site somewhere else? Uh, you know, what do the? Uh, I don't know. Yeah, I, I really don't know what's going on there. And that I was mean, crazy. And I mean, uh, Simon, um, he even brought it up before, but she didn't answer. You know, uh, he was all so the helipad and those solar panels. What are they for? And she didn't answer. Yeah. Uh, did you think her move to um, hide, to disguise herself as already being dead uh, was smart? Hell yeah! Yeah, that was that was a, that was a smart move. That was a quick thinking move. Uh, however, I would have thought that the dude would have shot her in the head to just to be like, oh well, 
make sure she doesn't turn kind of thing. Yeah. That that's true, and he just kind of spits on her and stuff. He spit on her. That was like that guy needs to die now. Yeah, he he was probably like, oh, you know, she's dead. Who cares if she turns into a walker? Not no longer a problem. Bye, spit. Yeah. <laughs> um. Yeah, those the whatever is. Did you? So after. Negan sees that the helicopter comes and goes. He he turns really apologetic, which I thought was very strange. Like he was just like, "Oh man, I fucked up. I'm sorry. I'm sorry." I was like, "What is going on here?" Like he's. I mean, I understand that he's gone through some shit in the last couple of days, like with the whole him and Rick fighting, and then being down there in that basement with all those walkers, and then getting kidnapped by Jadis, and then being tied up by Jadis, which. Obviously, if he could move his arms around that much that he could get a gun, he could get out of those ropes. Yeah, and obviously it also goes to show that she did not do a good job tying him down. <laughs> no, and then, yeah, he's like, you left me next to a suitcase full of guns. That was dumb. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was dumb. Calls her out. <laughs> but doesn't he try to cut a new deal with her at that point, too? Yeah, he does, but he kind of just... He leaves her alone, like or the two of them just kind of part ways. They go their own way, which makes me think: Who do you think it was that he picked up in the car? Oh, I already saw the new episode. I can't tell you. Oh, okay. Well, I haven't seen the new episode, and I have to say that it's the girl that that knows the truth about Dwight. I can't tell you anything, man. Is uh, okay. Well, that's the only reason. The only person I could think that it, it would be because it would be very detrimental to Dwight and would uh you know fucking throw a wrench in the plans however at the end of the episode it's Dwight that he's talking to right at the gate yeah so you would think that he Dwight would be like oh fuck it's her uh I don't know what to do at this point fucking take off (laughs) run yeah, plan B, so, plan B. <laughs> so, I don't know. Uh, obviously, he's going to have some words with Simon since he's pissed off about that because people are a resource and you just killed a whole bunch of people. Yeah, and he had a... Not only did he find out through fucking Rick, but he also found out through Jadis that, you know, Simon massacred the trash people. Yeah. So, what did you think about Rick and uh, Morgan, the way that they ended up killing all those people that escaped from the hilltop? That fucking tore me up. I'm not going to lie. I was just like, they trusted you. Holy shit. What are you doing? No, stop. Yeah, that that kind of pissed me off to you. It was like, Rick, I mean, this isn't uncommon for Rick. As soon as someone close to him dies, he kind of goes off the deep end and, and does the wrong thing over and over. So this wasn't too far-fetched but i really was kind of like fuck dude did you not learn anything like you needed you needed these people to be on your side kind of thing yeah except for you know the guy that killed the guy's bro- the kid's brother he needed yeah. to die yeah he, he he definitely needed to die and, and he died in a very yeah. gruesome way so there you I'm, go i'm happy he deserved it <laughs> oh shit think? i forgot to mention he was a black lightning he was a drug dealer that's right, he was a drug dealer in Black Lightning, too. That was funny. Uh, what do you think of Morgan talking about the fact that he can't die? He never dies. Dude, um, so one of the interviews, 
um, I think it was, yeah, it was uh, one of those guest, guest spotlights that they do on The Talking Dead. He's like, you know what? He's like, Morgan Owens, and this is uh, Mr. James speaking. He says, um, you know, this is Morgan's curse. Like, he wants to die, but his curse is not being able to die. And the way that he explained it, I believe that this is truly is his curse. And that, yeah, he's not going to die anytime soon. Wow, so then he's just going to do double duty on two shows, and, just, and that's just the way it's going to be, huh? Um, I think... I think something's going to happen on the show, and I think that's why he's going to um, fear The Walking Dead. I don't think he's going to be part of regular Walking Dead anymore. So do you think he's going to die on The Walking Dead? I don't think that's going to happen, but I think he's going to separate himself from the group, especially with how Carol was talking to him. So do you think the show is going to do a time... The the Fear of the Walking Dead is going to do a time jump so that it's at the same moment as Walking Dead is? I think so. Oh, that's interesting. I mean, don't quote me on it, but I just think so. All right. Um, uh, Tara came to the realization that Dwight didn't tip, dip his arrows in, in Walker Blood, or else she would have turned, but Daryl's still not sold on it. Daryl obviously has his trust issues, which he should have, especially after all the terrible things he's done. Yeah, that's true. Um, I don't think there was very much else uh, in this episode that I needed to talk about. So, since um, you know, he goes into the history of the bat, Negan does, um, I just want to say it out there, uh, my buddy who's still reading the comics, he actually said that the show switched it up. Um, Lucille's actually his daughter. Oh, so yeah, in the show he says that Lucille was his wife and you're saying that in the comics Lucille's his daughter. Yes. Uh, it's interesting. Yeah, he's a little too attached to that bat. Like, he's freaking out like a baby throwing a tantrum when he thinks that uh, Jadis is about to burn it. Well, you know, he did make his point. He's like, you know, my wife, you know, kept it all together. She held me together in the real world. And so I named the bat after her. And she's what's keeping me and, you know, everything else going on around in the world right now together. Nah. So, so I like the way he said that. Yeah, it, no, the way that he puts it is good, but it's still... The it's logic? A little, it's a little too dependency that... Uh, I mean, he is a crazy guy, though, so fair enough, I guess. Fair enough. You know, when he's not a egotistical, maniacal bastard, maybe he's, you know, clingy, and that's why, you know, he needs a bat for security. <laughs> yeah. It's, he's like Linus, you know? Linus has a security <laughs> blanket, so that's his security blanket right there. The security bat. Yeah. Of course. Makes perfect sense. Perfect sense. Uh, all right, I think that's all I have to talk about. Did you have anything else you wanted to talk about? Uh, pretty much. I think we had all the points I wanted to talk about. Cool. Uh, all right, if anybody else has anything they'd like to add to what we talked about today, we'd love to hear from you. I'm on Twitter as at Mitchipedia G-E-R. Daniel's also on Twitter as... Super Commie Daniel. The rest of Geek Elite Radio is at Geek Elite Radio on Twitter, at Geek Elite Radio on Instagram, Facebook.com forward slash Geek Elite Radio is our Facebook page, and GeekEliteRadio.com is our website. Check out archived episodes of this podcast and other podcasts on the Geek Elite Radio Network. But until next time, this is Televised Heroics on wait, the Geek Wait, wait, wait. You forgot to tell everybody that we're on Spotify now. That is right. If you're on Spotify, definitely make sure that you uh, check us out on Spotify. You know, that's uh, another way to get a hold of our... Um, podcast and and share it with your friends post it on on your social media 
we are we are there and all, we are we are underneath the Geek Elite Radio banner. So we've become a lot easier to listen to now. A lot easier. So because we had heard from some people at, at cons uh, and conventions that you know we should be on Spotify. So we are there now. So we listened. <laughs> so you know if you if you do it there if you do it on iTunes you know give us a review give us a rating it will help uh, it will help spread uh, our goodness. I agree. So, until next time, this is Televised Heroics on the Geek Elite Radio Network saying, always remember to geek Geek out. out. We now return you to your regularly scheduled program.